Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Not fun. And what the heck was that? Um, it was a way to spend a Saturday. A blank Ooh, way. Yeah. It, was a, it was a way. Now, I don't know what, what kind of way it was, but it was a way indeed. And At least we didn't look forward all day to that game. Yes. yes. Uh, I was joking with you guys when we walked in, like, can you imagine if that was a 7.30 kickoff? Oh, How brutal this gosh. show would be right now. Oh, we still got a whole Saturday, yeah, like, yeah, especially yeah. people at home. Like, you've yeah. got a whole Saturday. That's what's <laughs> keeping the vibes up. In front of yeah. you. Uh, and I, I'm sure we'll find a way to keep the vibes up. Somehow we do. Somehow on this show, we'll have a good time. <laughs> um, but I want to start with a simple question. I think I know what it is. Can anything, and I mean anything, and maybe the answer is yes, be taken from that game and applied to the real Denver Broncos? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Well, In a very frustrating way. Okay, well, Interesting. I want to go ahead. Okay, so what I see on Twitter is, you know, so many people pumping the brakes. This is preseason. That it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, the score doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the very flip side, I see a ton of people from all different levels saying, uh, "The Bills. This just shows you that they have the championship caliber depth. This is what a championship caliber team looks like." So I'm saying, wait, wait, wait. The Broncos are getting <laughs> their behind whooped. And you're saying this doesn't matter. Yet on the flip side, you're also saying that that this is what a championship depth of a team looks like from the Bills. And I'm going, well, then let's connect two and two. You're saying the Broncos don't have championship depth right there. So if you want to say one thing, you got to connect it with the other. But I want to know what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I'm saying that the depth scares me. Mm, okay. Now, now, now. Am I worried after this game about Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos' first-team offense going out and putting up points week one and throughout this season? Absolutely not. Am I worried about Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons locking things down in the secondary? Absolutely not. But Deshaun Williams was on the field today. Albert O was on the field today. You had uh, Quinn Minards on the field today. You had other guys that are going to participate on this team out there on the field just getting absolutely whooped today. Uh, Henry and I had a bet over what your take would be. <laughs> Who won? That's a win for me. Let's go. I know my guy. Um, I, 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 yeah, I just said, like, I think Zach might say, like, you can tell the difference in the depth uh, between the Bills and the Broncos, and you cannot deny that. Um, now, I am much, I, I'm much more on the side of I don't think there's anything broad to be taken away from this game. I think you can look at individual players. Okay. So for me – well, I agree with the fact that it's clear 
that the Bills' depth is better than the Broncos' depth. I think it is important to note that the depth was staggered against the Broncos, meaning ones versus twos, twos versus threes. And then at the end, it was threes versus threes, or threes and fours versus threes and fours. Oh, um, second drive. Uh, well, not for the defense. The Bills did keep their starting defense out there for, was it two drives or three drives? Uh, but the Bills' offense, they did keep some of their starters out there. But by the third drive, the starters were, were not there. And it was pretty much still against the Broncos' twos at that point. Yeah. So it, was, it was a little staggered. It was a little sure. staggered. Even at that point, the Broncos were starting to work in, like, work out. I mean, you, you lost Malik Reed. Um, you just cross your fingers that that's nothing. Did Nathaniel Hackett say anything? Uh, Mike Kliss talked to Malik Reed in the, in the locker room and said he just got his eye poked and okay. he's fine. Because that's one that's of those good. ones where you're just like, it's his eye. Could be anything. Yep. yep. Um, so thank God for that. But – it was like just a little bit off until maybe the second half, you could say, and it was still ugly in the second half, so that's a problem. Um, but for me, it's more like let's look at individuals. The biggest takeaway for me is what is Albert O doing in there in the fourth quarter? Um, and, you know exactly what he's doing in yep. there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and to me it's like I want to say no starters played, but Albert O is the number one tight end on the death chart, yep. and he's playing in the fourth quarter. And – that tells you a couple things. One, they're most certainly not confident in him right now. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't want to use the word punishment, but they're essentially saying, like, buddy, you're going to play until you learn how to block. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and three, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. If you're starting tight end, you can't trust him to play tight end. You can trust him. To, you can kind of trust him to play wide receiver. Kind of. You can't trust him to play tight end right now. That's a problem. And that's a bigger problem because it doesn't just point at Albert O being an issue. It points to uh, they don't have a guy at tight end. Yep. So it's not just that they don't trust Albert O. They don't trust Eric Salbert. They don't trust Eric Tomlinson. They certainly don't trust Greg Dulcich because, I mean, not, not a fault to him, but he's just yep. not on the field. So they don't trust anyone to be their number one tight end where they can say, look, you're going to get the day off just like 20 of our other starters. And I think it makes sense to say, like, okay, Albert, we need you to go get reps. It makes sense. Like, you, you got to teach him how to block. He's got to go out there, just work through it. But who are those reps against? Those are guys who are about to be cut, about to be out of the NFL, some are headed up to the CFL. They think that he needs reps against those guys in the fourth quarter, that that's actually good work for him. And I don't necessarily think they're wrong, but that is just uh, – it's, it's not a good sign. That's a big red flag for yes. me. Yes. Uh, and it just it, – it presents a big problem for, for Nathaniel Hackett and his staff. Um, because you want the whole goal of this offense is to be multiple, right? Um, you never want the defense to know what you're doing. And a lot of teams claim that's what they're trying to do. Like the bills aren't trying to do that. Nope. Uh, They did run it a decent amount today. And I think that was one of their focuses coming into Mm -hmm. the game is, Hey, let's get our run game. You know, you, you can't really practice the run game that well in training camp. So let's run it a good bit. But when, when push comes to shove on Sundays, they're not trying to go into any week being like, Let's go into every play trying to convince the team that we're running it and then pass it. The Broncos are going to be one of those teams. And Albert O is creating a massive problem for them in that area because you, if you want to keep them on there on a run play to keep you know, the um, sleight of hand or whatever you want to call defense it. Defense honest. Yes, it. if you want to keep them defense. You are risking the entire play being ruined by Albert O every time you do it. Yeah. And you're like fully aware of that and you're saying that's okay because we have to or you're taking Alberto off when you want to run the ball and then you're telegraphing run. Um and obviously you're gonna mix in some, you know, 
times where you throw the ball at Eric Salbert or Eric Tomlinson or whoever. Um, but you're left with a, a, a catch 22 where, where both options are bad. Yep. You're risking the play being ruined by Albert or you're risking telegraphing it, whatever you do, or you just say, he's not our starting tight end. Eric Salbert is, and we'll take less of a passing threat for the ability to, you know, uh, keep the defense honest. Did the tight ends in any way change your opinion throughout this game on how you view the depth chart? Look at that athletic ability. Toe tapping in the back. Of the <laughs> zone. Eric Salbert, the only touchdown of the day. Wait, you're also talking about the guy with the false start? Uh, I didn't catch that. Could have uh, been anyone. Okay. Whole, whole, that, how whole line moved. pretty much more an important mm-hmm. part of the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'm still right where I was before, which is that any one of these guys could be in on any given play. I don't think there's really any order to it. Um, it's like it, it's cool though, right? Like you get to run Tomlinson out there when you need Tomlinson or Alberto when you need Alberto, but it does still give you the vibes of like a, a, a quarterback competition where you're saying like, oh yeah, one of these two is going to pop. Look, you got these other, but you know that neither of them are actually like good, good quarterbacks. It's the same thing. You don't have a tight end. Yeah. And that, so right. to me, that. By far, my biggest takeaway from the game is Alberto is creating a massive problem for them, and they're just trying. I mean, they're essentially just like praying that practicing against lesser competition will somehow help Alberto learn to be multiple in in his approach to the game. And I think they're they're living on a prayer. Yeah, it it certainly feels that way. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, what do you do? Do you go to Eric Salbert, who is just average at everything that that he does but that's more than the other guys do do you bring eric tomlinson in what do you do uh and ryan you talked about run blocking how alberto can ruin that you can't even run the opposite way no uh in terms of that because we saw what happened last week he can just give up a block there so that that that's a that's a big takeaway and a concerning one second one for me i'll just read it straight off my notes showbert got a gobert Oh, wow. <laughs> With a Gogurt? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, I was just trying to make a pun there. I don't necessarily mean you have to cut him. <laughs> um, but I've I've entirely removed him from the part of my brain, which is like, this guy's been good before. He could be good again. Um, his thing that he does is tackle. Or he used to do. Uh, he wasn't tackling. No one was tackling anyone out there today. No. And he looked especially lost. I mean, it, there was no difference. You know, we talk about Sternad or any of those, you know, Barrington Wade. And I was brought back to that Browns game on Thursday Night Football watching this last year where it's just like linebackers are in the wrong place. Boom. Run is popped. And that's what it felt like regardless of who was out there today. So everyone gets minus marks from me. But I had Schobert in, you know, whenever you sign a guy with a name, you always think like, oh, can he be that guy? And to me, maybe he needs a little more time to understand the defense, that sort of thing. But a lot of stopping the run is just instinct, yeah. right? Yeah. Put yourself in the right place to stop the run. And he never did that today. And yeah. the, one, the time that he did get there, he missed the tackle. Uh, and the other time he got close, it was a touchdown. Okay, so then what about Alex, your single now? Alex Singleton, because <laughs> he did diagnose the play really well on the Bills' first drive. He was right there. And then just completely whiffed, which gave up like I believe a twenty-yard run for the Bills. It was it was gross, and like you said, it extends just beyond one guy. The inside linebackers 
were miserable yes. today, as, yep. as well as the defensive line. I mean, it, the, the defensive line did not help the linebackers out because the defensive line is letting guys get to get is pushing the, the offensive line was pushing the defense line five yards past mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage. And then so not only then are offensive linemen up there to block the linebackers, but then you have defensive linemen being pushed into the linebackers. It was miserable. Yep. The Bills could have ran the ball easily for over 300 yards today if they wanted to. They had over mm-hmm. 200 in the third quarter. It was it was terrible to watch. I think my hot take from the day, the Broncos are adding a trench player from the Bills. On cut day, you're going to see the Broncos claim a backup mm. lineman, claim a backup defensive lineman. Like somebody is going to wind up because of this game coming to Denver. Because like the Broncos depth just didn't hold up. And this is back to back weeks that that's happened with the offensive line. You know, the defensive line was solid last week, but they got pushed around so much. I mean, that first drive out of halftime, Bills go 80 yards and 10 plays for a touchdown. One pass. One of them was a pass. It went for 12 yards. That's nine runs for 78 yards, just back to back nice. to back. And that is when you're starting to see, like, more threes on threes and, and a little bit of balance that way. So I, it's tough to get too excited. You know, the, you still see things. Like, there's plays where you're like, oh, Henningsen got to the backfield quickly. But when everything's going so poorly, first of all, they can just cut the other way and it's fine. And secondly, it makes you wonder, like, was he supposed to go that way? Like, because there was a big hole over there. It's just so hard to say anybody did anything right because there were still just massive gaps all over the place. Yeah. And I do want to just, like, remind you, we are strictly speaking in the context of this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. There's so much out there. Like, I've got, like... Chiefs fans like trying to dunk on me and my mentions over this game like oh we're loving this or like some guy posted like let's ride and it was a a screenshot of his bet that he bet the Broncos under nine and a half and it's just like (laughs) right now is when you want a victory lap that (laughs) like Jesus the the overreaction is frustrating and it is funny to me how how things change on game day now you know I'm I'm a fan. Like, you know, I, I get it. I, I've been there. I do this with the buffs every week. Like, I, I get it. But to go from like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. They're playing our ones, their ones versus our twos to then just panic mode when it's actually terrible, just like you predicted, yep. Yep. Is, is like bang your head on the wall type of stuff. Yep. Um, we knew what this was going to look like. Now, I think it's, it's, it would be disingenuous to say like the bills ones came out and smoked the broncos backups like they did do that it was a short period of time and that just set the whole thing in motion Uh, but we knew we knew it was going to be ugly we didn't know it was gonna be that ugly it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things Mm -hmm. what you do is you try to pick out the little things and one thing that really was purely unacceptable to me like doesn't matter when where or how this happens the execution at the end of the half was downright embarrassing from from every level from every level and i put the least amount of blame on nathaniel hackett because i think in that moment you're like let's see another play let's let's trust my guys to go make a play you're definitely not expecting back-to-back offside and that's just like the first one from benito i actually said to henry right away like i don't actually think he jumped offside it was one of those things where they just threw the flag because he flinched the second one from was it congbo yep Pure, like, like, 
one of those things where it's like if they cut him right now, I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> Leave him in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> like that's so unbelievably unacceptable to do that right after it just happened and give them a free play to to connect there and then go score a touchdown. I'm sure Nathaniel Hackett wrote that down though. It was like he's gonna think twice before he does that again, which is unfortunate because you want to have a coach who can trust his players, mm-hmm. but. In this specific instance, that's going to give him PTSD the next time that he's thinking about whether or not to do this. Yeah. Because they right there displayed how it can go so terribly wrong. Uh, and, and if you didn't catch it or you didn't remember, it was 3rd and 15 um, after the penalty. And it pushed them, what, back to like the 45-ish? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Instead, it could have been 4th and 5. Instead, it would have been 4th and 5. And they would have got the field goal unit out there. Nathaniel Hackett elects to take the penalty to essentially push them at least to the very edge of field goal range. Then Nick Benito jumps offside of the first one. Uh, Kongbo jumps offside on the second one. And that's a free play. Um, Case Keenum lobs it in there to Khalil Shakir, gets it inside the 10-yard line. One or two plays later, they score a touchdown. And it's like you went from having three on the board to thinking you could push it to zero to ending up giving up seven. If that was a close game in a regular season like that, you just you could have just lost the game on that sequence. And again, it wasn't a close game and it wasn't a real game. Uh, but it's one of those things that's just like that is bad football, and it's one and it's something that I hope we didn't see the the Broncos sideline. I hope Nathaniel Hackett was yelling at people. So, what do you think of the decision in a regular season game for Hackett to take the penalty? Should he? Who's the quarterback? It's uh, it's the same thing. Let's say the Broncos are p- playing another elite quarterback. So it's it's Josh Allen or this Patrick was Mahomes. Uh, so he was elite pl- today. If they're <laughs> well, he sure if was. they're playing Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, you decline the penalty. Or and no, you the, yeah you, you decline the penalty the and you take the field goal. And if yeah. it's Case Keenum, and if it's Case Keenum in a regular season game against mm. your ones, you should accept the penalty. You that is twenty one to six though. Like you're you're letting him go up twenty four to six. So that makes it an 18-point game. Yeah. Uh, if, with the margin that wide, I, I consider saying, like, yeah, we, we need the defense to make a play. But 24-6, to six, you're still in the game. Yeah, I'm probably with you. Uh, <laughs> giving him those three points is massive. I mean, but the thing uh, is, especially if it's Mahomes or Allen on the field, or even Derek Carr uh, or yeah. Justin Herbert. They're going to get the five yards right. that, that gets them back into field goal Really, range. any quarterback. That will. is true. Most quarterbacks should. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the thing for me. I yeah. bet I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett said this after the game. I bet what he would say is just like, it's just more more plays, more reps. Yep. Like, I just wanted to see the guys play yeah. more. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it is a little different now. And it, it is a little different. But <clears throat> that's the thing is, if it pushed you from, let's say, the 40 mm-hmm. to the opposite 45 – or I guess it would have been to the 50 in a 10-yard penalty scenario, then I'm saying like that makes sense to take it regardless because now they're out out of field goal range, yeah. and they essentially have to get 10 yards to get back in. Um, but, but in that scenario, it pushed it back to the 45, so that's a 62-yard field goal. What's really going to happen is they're going to take their five yards as a you know, five to seven yards. They're going to get up to a 55-yard field goal or less, and – most NFL kickers are going to make that. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And I really hope that was the reasoning for Hackett today was just to see more plays. And I hope that the starting defense, you're not having Randy Gregory or Bradley Chubb jump off sides on mm-hmm. back-to-back plays because that, like you said, Ryan, that is the most inexcusable part is the players not being able to protect a third and 15 situation. I just looked, it was actually third and 20. Third, oh. third and, and 10 to third 20. and 20 was the penalty. 
Yikes. Then the third and 15. Then, yeah. That's... And, and, and it just felt, it, it felt like any time that the Bills had a little slip up, the Broncos were there just to be like, oh, you know what? You're so good anyways. We'll just give you another opportunity at this. In the... fact, at, I believe, the end of the third quarter, the Bills had two third downs that they faced. Oh. Two. Mm-hmm. They were just tearing up the Broncos. Yeah, and it shows you how important the run game can be in the NFL. If I'm if I can spin zone this to a good thing for the Broncos, I think they're poised to have the best run game in the AFC West. Okay. Um, and that game right there shows you how valuable it is. Yeah. Because as soon as you have to start coming up to stop the run, Case Keenum starts running play action and carving you. Mm-hmm. And that also gave me PTSD to when we talked about how good Case Keenum was off of play action and the Broncos <laughs> never ran it. Um, so that's the thing is you open up the middle of the field immediately as soon as you can run the ball. And you you watch the Broncos in, in training camp in the preseason, but mostly with Russ in training camp. The number one pass that has hurt the defense in this training camp is the over route. And as soon as defense is worried about the run and they start taking a step forward on your play action fakes, the over route is deadly because there's just no one sinking back into those zones to, block, to, to stop that pass. So it's just a reminder to me today that like if you can get a team on their heels in the run game, mm-hmm. you, you own the game. Yep. It, it's yours for the taking. All you got to do is execute throws and, and you know, finish drives. And, and, yeah. and, and for, really quick, for the first part, same for the opposite. If you're able to make a team one-dimensional and force them to pass, yes, Josh Allen will be able to beat you occasionally. Patrick Mahomes will be able to beat you occasionally. But if they're balanced... Oh gosh, good luck stopping those quarterbacks. Your your chances making them throw sixty times, and not saying that they're not going to beat you, but you have a shot to beat them. I mean, the de- the Broncos' defense's head was just spinning today. Yeah, yeah, all I mean, around. My head spin. And, yeah. and I mean, credit to um, is it Ken Dorsey, who's the new offensive play caller there in Buffalo? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I mean, anything the Broncos wanted to do, they had such a counter for it. It's like, okay, they're, you know, they're coming with play action, getting some stuff down the field. So let's play off a little bit. Now uh, they're just running easy little slants and hooks and uh, curls. It was just like, there's nothing they could do. There's just nothing they could do to get a stop. Yep. Um, and you mentioned like the Broncos giving gifts. Even the one time they got them to punt today. I'm 99% yep. sure they yep. roughed the punter, and the, and the rest were just like, oh, no. you know what? Uh, we're not going to do this I again. didn't see that. They hit him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they hit yep. him. Oh, he went down. no. Oh, no. Just to put things in perspective, at halftime, the, uh, the Bills had completed 19 of 21 passes for 237 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I looked at Hank one t- at one point in the second quarter, and I said, has there been an incomplete pass? And he's like, yeah, one. Yeah, there was one. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, it was a good play. The next one was a, there was one. The next one was a throwaway. It was just a broken yeah, play yeah. where Case Keenum yeah. scrambled out and threw it away. That's crazy, though. Those numbers. Yeah. And, I, you know, we talked a lot about, like, the problems in the trenches and the linebackers and all that. But, I mean, Mike Lojamudia got beat pretty ugly a couple of times Every time. before he got hurt. Dislocated elbow, we just found out. Ugh. Another one. Dr. RK which, called that one right after the play. Dr. RK did. So that's two dislocations, right? And then there was mm-hmm. a third dislocation really quick, Hank. Uh, Casey Tucker dislocated his right toe, his right big toe, oh. according to Mike Liss. Ow. Casey Tucker yeah. described it as a unicorn sticking up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Casey oh, that's Tucker, terrible. 
That's a bummer. Or I mean, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because now you you're not gonna play. It'll probably end up being a injury settlement mm-hmm. type of thing. Yep. Yep. Probably an easy one for the Broncos to make yep. a decision on this Tuesday. But that secondary, I mean, Isang Bassey's getting picked apart. Damari Mathis gave up that touchdown. Can you think of a pl- I, I can think of one play where Caden Stearns came and made like a nice tackle before it turned into a big gain. But even then, like the safeties weren't involved at all. You, it's tough to think of or good they plays were, from but the secondary. It was making tackles all the way down the field. Yep. Tough to think of good plays in the secondary when there are three incomplete passes in the game. Oh three my gosh, that is that's <laughs> terrible. And let, let, let's let's dive in because I think we need to focus more on the individual players potentially. Yeah, sure. So let's dive in. But first, got to tell you about Breckenridge beer because boy, I know there are some people in Denver right around noon cracking open Breck beers after mm. Josh Allen drives down. Then Case Keenum drives down for a touchdown. And you're like, okay, they're eventually going to stop them, and they don't. So then the Breck Brews get flowing, and you can keep them flowing all day today. Man, what a perfect strawberry sky day. And Buffalo, mm. too. It had 82 degrees and sunny. It was nice there. Beautiful here, and Breckenridge Brewery is the place to go to get your beers. And even if you're not in Denver, you got to check out breckbrew.com to find their Breck Beer Locator. And you can have those out in Buffalo or wherever you are. So get, your, get yourself some today. Also, and, go ahead. Okay. And sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, it's a. Uh, it was up at the top. It was up at the top. <laughs> it's a presenting sponsor, and then it had the read. And so I was like, so do Rugby sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Preseason for but, everyone. But also, go to the rugby tournament. You've got two more. Well, one more day, probably, to get out there and watch. No, yeah, it goes it's going tomorrow. On as we speak. Yeah, it, it's going on now. You've got one more day. It, it keeps going tomorrow. And I guess maybe there's games tonight. I saw today that the U.S. Air Force was playing the U.S. Army in a game in that tournament. There's all sorts of different teams from Ooh. all around the world. Yeah, I'd imagine that one got a little heated. Um, yeah. But $10,000 on the line. It's a big prize. And if you go over to their website, which is AmericanRaptors.com, you can get free tickets to those games. You can also get tickets to this uh, Rugby Town Sevens tournament. Also, check out DNVR. Uh, go to the DNVR.com to read uh, the analysis from this game. Uh, Henry told me he's already got his three takeaways ready to go. Yeah. Um, also got game grades coming tomorrow. That one's going to be an interesting read. <laughs> oh, uh, yikes. We'll uh, dive into a little bit of that here in the second segment. Um, but also, sign up for the golf tournament. We extended the deadline. I uh, saw a Ooh. couple of you sign up last night after we extended it. Um, so you still have a little bit more time to sign up for Raccoon Creek. Uh, which is going to be an absolute blast. I, I really love Raccoon Creek as just a golf course, but I love it even more as a scramble course. Um, maybe my favorite scramble course I've ever played because there's like dri- a lot of drivable par fours, stuff like that, where you can get really aggressive and, and go super low. Um, so sign up, come hang out. Should be an absolute blast. Wait, before we get into the second segment, mm-hmm. these are the conversations that happen in a 42-9 to nine blowout. 15 uh, at the time, it was oh, okay. 42 to 9 oh, okay. when we had this, this question. Um, Henry and I were wondering how many Zach Stevens oh. would need to be on the field to do a better job stopping the run than the Broncos Wow, did. <laughs> wow, to do a better job. So they've got 11 guys out there. Although yeah. I, you tweeted that it looked like they had 10, right? Yeah. The whole yeah. game, which was very true. I think that was actually generous. Yeah. <sighs> okay, it's got to be double. Um, I said the conversation yeah, starts yeah, at 22. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And then I'll throw a couple more out there. All right, 25? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it, like I the alignment? You just put like a dozen across like the mm. line of scrimmage and just say like, <laughs> yeah. okay, you guys just 
go forward, see what you can do. Yeah, I'm if thinking, you go down, bring someone with. I'm thinking some on all fours to like help people trip over them. <laughs> oh. And then that kind of causes a, a, a mayhem <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> the thing is like, you don't want to be too close together. Because you, if you like... Yeah. If, you, if you put three guys in one area, one like one just, yeah. offensive lineman yeah. can just <laughs> yeah. bowl them over. So yeah. you got, I think you're putting half of the lineup just spread out across the line of scrimmage. But, like, mm. spread out by, like, more than an arm's length. Okay. And then are you doing the same thing on the second line? Oh, so this is where I'm actually setting up teams of three at the second <laughs> level. The idea being two just kind of like work as a springboard to the guy in the back. Okay. So they're kind of like springing somebody forward before those two charge themselves. It sounds like gymnastics. Like we're going to be yeah. tossing people over. We have to, we have to be kind of revolutionary here. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think, I, I think, t- I think you could do it with 22. Okay. There we go. There we go. 22 Zach Stevens. Yes. <laughs> you heard of 22 Janos? How about... 22 Zios. Oh, man. 22 Janos would have definitely got wow. the job done today. Yes. Kind yeah, of felt probably. like they had 22 Janos. It did feel that way. 22 Zios. Interesting. All right. Let's go through <laughs> some players here. Most, I mean, I don't even think you can say most notable from the game, but most notable players who played. And I got to be honest, on the defensive end, it is brutal. All the players that you had, you know, some good taste in your mouth after last yeah. week's game is all gone. You know, Baron Browning, where were you? Mm-hmm. Honestly, that was the first, besides mm-hmm. understanding he was going to play today, that's the first time I've thought of his name. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Nick Benito. Yeah. Jumping offside. I mean, he had, a, I would say, maybe a pressure at one point. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think the Broncos had one quarterback hit in the game. Wow, that is really bad. Yes, Jonathan and, Harris on Matt Barkley. And also, Nick Benito just got totally eaten up in a few running plays. And it's not mm-hmm. surprising, but that is something where the coaches are just going to say, okay, just like Albert O being one-dimensional, I think Nick Benito is going to be completely one-dimensional where he's only on there on third downs in situational times because you're mm-hmm. also going to want Bradley Chubb and Gre- Randy Gregory on the field in those passing situations as mm-hmm. well. And yep. you brought up Jonathan Harris. You know, I didn't realize he had the quarterback hit, but he was one who I – vividly remember a horrible play from remember it was the one we were talking about where it's like how did you never separate from a blocker was that on the josh allen touchdown touchdown. because like he like steps forward steps over and and like there's so many of those during that first drive and early on the game overall but just standing back there for four or five seconds and none of these guys are getting anywhere close yeah just watching those offensive linemen on that touchdown just keep shucking the the two edge rushers who are just like trying to do anything to get to Josh Allen. And obviously it's difficult to get to Josh Allen, but it's like someone just disengage and make him run. Yep. Um, so yeah. that's disappointing. I guess we can go, we can just go through the roster or I can ask you guys, did anyone stand out positively on the defensive side of the ball? Mm. On the defensive side of the ball. Bless Austin looked big. He got beat. Yeah. Oh, oh no, didn't look good, but big. he looked like big oh, out there. Okay. I didn't know one play. Like, that's a big guy. Justin Sternat had a couple good plays in the passing game, but you know that's one of those things where it's like, mm-hmm. well, we know you have that. Um, Man, so I wrote standouts, a special teams player, which we'll get to in, in a little bit, and then five offensive guys. That's it. I don't think I, – I mean, when you give up – was it six straight? Six, yeah. six to start. Yeah, six, dri- six touchdowns on six drives, which, by the way – the Bills did that to the Patriots in the playoffs. Wow. They went seven for seven to start that game. Wow. Which is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but they that was with Josh Allen. 
Um, when you give up six touchdowns on six drives, I just don't think you can do it. When there's three incomplete passes, you know no one in the secondary was positive. Mm-hmm. Um, when the team runs for over 200 yards rushing, I don't think you can say anyone in the front seven was a positive. And I'm talking about plays. I'm just yeah. looking for a play. Yeah. I don't think anyone had it. No, I completely agree. And let's also not... Caden Stearns, actually. I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. He had one play where he came up. I think he stopped to run for like four yards. Which, yeah. But yeah. then you bring the name up. And it's like, well, what was it? First, second play of the game. Third play of the game. You've got Devin Singletary running, and he makes two guys just fly right by him. Caden Stearns was the first there. Yep. Yeah, and it just very disappointing. And also, when we're talking about the pass defense specifically... Let's remember who they were going up against because we all understood if Josh Mm -hmm. Allen was going to tear up the Broncos defense. Okay, understandable. Fine, we're not really going to blame them. Last week, Matt Barkley and Case Keenum against the Colts went 29 of 42 for 300 yards, so a lot of yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions, and a combined 60 passer rating. What did those two do against the Broncos today? They absolutely <laughs> tore them up. So these, these were against guys that did not do well last week. And last week doesn't encapsulate exactly who they are as players. But today, you had Case Keenum go 16 of 18, 192 yards, one touchdown, 129.6 passer rating. And Matt Barkley come in, 7 for 8 lead a touchdown drive, 100.5 passer rating. And then, of course, we know Josh Allen was perfect. How is the passer rating so low? Too short of passes? Yeah, I think... And no touchdowns okay. and and i think okay, uh since thing. he had eight passes i think once you get to eight passes it, it docks you for not scoring mm, or six passes or something you I think know something in the formula like I, I could be lying but I, think, <laughs> I, I think i heard that one time um yeah so I, I, if anyone in the comments thinks we're missing someone that stood out positively on defense please let us know because I'm racking my brain right now yeah just going through name after name after name and i it's a pl- it was just for one play yeah one one very good play or even i mean there's like a couple like oh you you made the tackle when you were supposed to yeah but it was like down the field you know when things are comically bad you think like it's gonna turn around eventually and not be as comically Mm -hmm. bad anymore just like on thursday during the practice when the broncos defense was killing the offense i thought this is really fun uh but it's gonna end sometime and then it's not gonna be as fun and no, it just was that bad. And that's exactly what today was. It was just that bad. And also, not only would there have been a penalty, like you guys said, on the punt, uh, but the the Bills would have gone for it in a real game yeah. or if it mattered. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw, was it Case Keenum at that point still? He was telling uh, Sean McDermott, let's go for it. It's only one yard. We're going to get it. Sean McDermott like, laughed at him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we got to send the punt. Was it the punt guy that punted that one? Nope. He it got was, zero oh, punts. no. The number one thing I was looking forward to in this game did not happen. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I was going to say, if the game couldn't have got worse. Apparently, it's a punt competition. If, if his nickname is Punt God, well, what do they have? What's better than a Punt God? I don't Matt know, but Hawk. I guess that gives us a chance. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I guess, not to be confused with Matt Mock, former Broncos quarterback. Oh, Or wow. Mike yes. Hawk. Yes. <laughs> um, Well-known commenter. I guess that's the punting competition gives us a chance to segue into a, a, a facet of the game that actually did have standouts. Ooh, um, yeah. Which was special teams. I yeah. guess we'll start with Corliss Waitman, who comes in. This is this. I mean, the day was off to a bad start. I cannot because Brandon this. McManus and Sam Martin are playing catch. Now, I'd love to say they shouldn't be doing that, but if they can't do that, right, right, right. they would die of boredom. <laughs> right. Um, they're playing catch in warmups, mm-hmm. and somehow Sam Martin turns his ankle. Uh, <laughs> making a, catch in the end me. zone, as, as it was told. <laughs> you gotta be kidding um, me. 
that's uh, uh, there's no better way to describe how the day went. Like it starts with your punter spraining his ankle playing catch. Yeah, and I didn't know exactly how he sprained it until midway through the game. But just like uh, you, you, you had uh, um, Pat McAfee last week when he saw. Uh, Russell Wilson walk out in the Jesus all white mm-hmm. and he said I'm just smashing the Broncos on this game even though Russ didn't play that's when you smash the Bills when your punter your starting punter rolls his ankle playing catch with the kicker before practice that being said Corliss Waitman looked good um, looked definitely better than he did last week. I think he had a 41-yard punt which isn't great but no return on that it was inside the 20 and then a 60 it 60 plus Yard bomb with five two hang time. Was that one in the end zone? Yes. Was that, that one, a, okay? That one so then it it oh, but it did. So it resulted in forty three net yards. Yeah, yeah. Which was a good punt. Yeah, it was. And like you said, five five second hang time. Yep. Um, shout out to Mace for tracking punter hang time. Yep. I'm not even gonna <laughs> pretend like I would have done that <laughs> or anyone else would have. Like. I was gonna say, anytime someone mentions it, we all know where. He yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think it was James Palmer who broke the news of how Sam Martin got hurt. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought Corliss looked solid today and I mean, who knows if there's a competition and Sam Martin can't participate in the competition for the next week or two, then maybe the competition's over. Yeah. And like we saw with Drew Locke, not being able to participate in the competition, if the backup, if the other guy comes in and plays terrible, well then maybe it helps. But Waitman did not come in and play Mm -hmm. terrible. He played better than he did last week. And we knew it was still a competition because on Thursday, Dwayne Stukes told us it was still a competition despite what happened last week. Did you think that helped Drew Locke's case? Because of how bad Geno Smith in that offense was, it was really bad. Interesting. It was unbelievable against that against the Bears too. That's the other exactly. piece. Exactly. Yeah, it's a really good point. And now, don't you have to give Drew Lock the start this week? Probably. Yeah. I mean, but I could totally see a football guy head coach being yeah. like, "Nope, we decided yeah. before the preseason yeah. it was Geno Drew Geno. Yeah. Drew misses, Drew misses opportunity. Chance. Yeah. Oh, That's so dumb. Um, like we're not changing it, changing right. the plans. Right. Uh, other standouts, our king of the game. Woo! Let's go, DraftKings king of the game, Brandon McMahon. Yeah. That's, that's what we call perfection. Folks. Yeah, perfection, something you never want to see your kicker get king of the game as the offensive MVP. I don't think it's the first time this has happened No, either. definitely not. <laughs> He's been dropping those kickoffs right at the one, too. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Also, he does it with one step. Wow. What a leg. I wish I had a leg like that. <laughs> uh, three for three, nine points. MVP of the team today. Yeah. Um, good job, BMAC. Throw a helmet in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was happy to see him hit a 50-plus yarder. Yes. Gain some confidence, I guess. I mean, I don't it, think he's lacking of when confidence. You're, when but... you're looking for things like we are today that you can pull away as a positive, yes. I think What, what, was, the, what was the total on that? Um, 55, maybe? If, yeah, 50-something, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so, it was 52. Okay. Maybe it was 55. Good for BMAC. Um, he is our king of the game. Uh, but while we're on special teams, the the best unit other than field goal attempt today was kick return. Yeah. They were incredible. Good job. And now, want to know something sad? Yes. All this means is that teams are just, are just going to kick it out of the back of the end zone against the Broncos. Mm, at least, though, the Broncos aren't going to be starting at the 21 and the 19 yep. and the 18 like we consistently saw last year. Yeah, I just think teams are like, okay, Montreal Washington's good. Cool, we won't kick yeah. to him. Yeah. Now, yeah, punts are different. It's a lot harder to punt away from a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll still get his opportunities there. But I, I assume, I mean, 
I'd set the over-under on kicks returned by Montreal Washington at home this year at one and a half. Wow. wow. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. <laughs> okay, there we go. I, I love Montreal just with eight. Now, I know this was was on a, a punt return, I believe, right? A punt return when he blew someone up? No. That was a, was kick, that return. a kick return. Yeah. Ter- when he yeah. delivered the blow. I love seeing that. I didn't know he had that in his game. That yep. was awesome. He's surprised us in yeah. every way possible this year, the, this preseason. Like, he's shown himself to be a, a very explosive returner. He's shown himself to be a legitimate passing option. He's yeah. shown that he has some toughness and some, some um, power to his game. Um, so good for him, man. He's he's maybe, like, when it, when all is said and done, I'll just say, like, he's the off-season MVP. Mm, wow. I wouldn't yeah. disagree. Yeah. Wouldn't disagree. Because a guy that was fighting with him for that was Michael O.J. Mudia. And how far has he fallen since yeah. training camp yep. started? And that return, you know, that was the one time that the cover or the blocking, I guess, wasn't just incredible for the Broncos. Because Montreal has two for 55. Jalen Virgil had two returns. Both of those go 30 yards. Mike Boone's return went 27 yards. Like, it was consistent that everybody was producing. Now, Montreal had to do more himself, but that was a, that was a really stellar performance. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, uh, shouts to Jalen Virgil and Mike yeah. Boone, who also had nice returns. Yeah, both, yeah. both look really good. And, and I'd like to see Mike Boone in there because he's not going to be your guy, but you want to see what a backup can do if he ever needs to be in the game. Or let's say Montreal Washington takes on a K.J. Handler role and really succeeds at it where he's too he's he's too valuable yep. to, to have him return kicks. And I, I like what I saw from Mike Boone. Obviously, probably not as much of a home run threat, uh, but I like seeing him back there do that. And the only negative return was Trey Quinn, who fumbled the ball. It was good that he was there. able to get it back. Yeah, seriously. But then what I liked was he went down and had two big catches that drive. He did. Yep. He did. Um, all right. I think this segues us nicely into the offensive standouts, which at least there are some. Um, at least there are some. And I think I would start with Jalen Virgil, um, okay. was, especially when you combine his plays with the two nice returns he had. It felt like he was essentially – making the most of all of his opportunities today. Yeah, he certainly was. Now, you didn't get to see it until late in the game, which makes you kind of wonder, okay, how much does he have to do to get that spot? But this is the second game in a row where late in the game, Jalen Virgil comes in and just, it looks like he can play football really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe I jumped ahead of myself a little bit. Probably the best standout uh, for the offense was Brett Rippon. 22 of 26, 191 yards. One touchdown, zero interceptions, a 110 passer rating. Um, now, this is what I mean when I talk about people just like in the moment losing their minds in, in action. Like last week, it was so very clear that Josh Johnson was better than Brett Rippon. Yeah. And he's going against the twos and Brett's going against the threes. This week, you get Brett going – the same exact scenario, Brett Rippon looks better than Josh Johnson. And everyone's like – Brett Rippon, QB2, done and dusted. And I'm like, what are we doing? Did we forget all last week entirely? Right, right, exactly. So I think people just want Brett Rippon to be a QB2 because he's younger. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, more of an underdog story, I guess, at this point. I mean, I, I like the guy who's played in <laughs> it's, four it's, different leagues, 14 <laughs> different yeah, teams. Yeah, that, that's really true. Uh, does this change your – with the way Brett and Josh played today, does it change your thought on what the Broncos are thinking of backup quarterback? No. I've never once thought that Brett Rippon was going to be QB2. <laughs> I will say there is a chance if the same – if this exact scenario happens next week, I'd, I'd be willing to have the conversation. Okay, so now do you start Brett next week? 
to kind of give him more of a fair shot to prove himself against the twos? I don't. I don't think they're gonna do that. No. Okay. Then I think yeah. it's over. Uh maybe, but. I think it might be over either way. Like, if he yep. starts, I'm just saying, like, yeah, they don't want to get their backup quarterback hurt before the season. Yeah, I think yep. this I think this thing's over. And I'm really happy for Brett. I think he certainly was going to probably make a practice squad at least somewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, now he's 100% going to. Could even be a third quarterback on yep. some team. The Broncos will want him on the practice squad. Uh, 100%. It would be a mistake to keep him on the active roster, though. Yeah, unless he's your backup. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and, and to be honest, I'll go back to uh, you know what I tweeted out yesterday, which was um, an epic excerpt about Peyton Manning from Ron Jaworski's book. But it just goes Ooh. into how much this backup quarterback – I don't care if it's Brett Rippon or, jo- or uh, Josh Johnson. Like, it's all the same to me. Uh, They're on the field. It's bad. This It, it goes to this, which is, uh, like I said, a quote from Ron Jaworski's book, The Game That Changed the Game. He's telling the story. He and John Gruden went to a Colts practice. Okay. Um, so it was leading up to a Monday night football for the Colts. Gotcha, gotcha. So he says, as we watched, we were surprised to see Manning taking virtually all the reps in the session. John Gruden asked uh, Colts offensive coordinator Tom Moore why he wasn't giving some snaps to Peyton's backups. He looked us both in the eye, paused for a moment, and said in that gravelly voice of his, earmuffs for the kids fellas if 18 goes down we're fucked (laughs) we don't practice fucked oh my gosh that is incredible (laughs) and it's so true yeah tom moore just speaking wisdom right there and that's what and that's my exact feeling now i had people in my mentions being like i also had some uh, broncos reporters subtweeting me um (laughs) saying things wasn't wasn't me (laughs) saying things like well it's not about if they go down for a long period of time it's about if they go down for a short period of time do you have a guy who can help you go one and two or are you going to go oh and three and it's like in my opinion that basically comes down to the defense and then mm. you've got people being like, well, Brock Osweiler saved Peyton Manning's bacon in the Super Bowl season. It's like, did Brock Osweiler save Peyton Manning? Or could any serviceable yep. backup around the league have done that? I tend to believe it's any serviceable backup in the league, especially considering the entire body of work we have for Brock Osweiler tells you that he sucked. <laughs> right, right. That's so, a good point. So Outside of that. Is Josh Johnson a 1-2 and two quarterback or an 0-3 oh quarterback? I don't think it I don't even think it matters. Yeah. I think it just comes down to how did that game break? Is Brett Rippin a one and two or an oh and three? Well, all I know is he's one a one and zero. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, I really don't think it matters. It doesn't matter if you have Josh Johnson. I looked at the Super Bowl teams from last year. That's not always the best way of doing it. Collectively, this is why they were in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. They had one backup start in the season. It was Brandon Allen. He lost the game. Yeah. Yeah. You there know. You go. Um, so I saw John Walford. For the um, Rams, he didn't start any games, um, but he I, – I, this isn't exact, but I'm pretty sure he was 5 for 23 in his action. Oh, wow. no way. Yeah, no wow. touchdowns, multiple interceptions. Oh, that is tough. So and- it doesn't – you have to be healthy to win the Super Bowl, especially a quarterback. And I'll be honest, if the Broncos – touch wood here – lose Russell Wilson for three games, one and two, you're probably out of the race anyway. Yeah, you, you probably or you're you're out of whatever you were going for. If it's wild card, you're out. If it's uh, the the AFC West, you're out. Yeah, maybe you fall out of the AFC West and into the wild card. Right. Mm-hmm. But even then, I don't think you're gonna. I don't really think you can afford um, to lose 
him for three games. I think you probably miss the playoffs if you lose him for three games. And isn't that one of the great things about Russell Wilson is his availability. He's missed three games in his NFL career, and they were all last year. It's just like Peyton Manning. Yeah. Peyton Manning never missed games until, of course, he missed an entire season with neck surgery, but people would just point to that. And it's like, wait, wait, let's look at the rest of Peyton's career where he didn't miss yep. games. That's one thing Russell Wilson has. Yep, totally. And uh, there's no reason to keep a young guy either in that spot. Like, it's right, not you're like, not like developing no. the future. Because why? Because in five years when Russell Wilson retires, now you have a 31-year-old Brett Rippon ready to potentially <laughs> take that job. Like, no, that's not a, a timeline we need to be worried about. Just get who's ever yeah. the best I, or best for the culture or whatever this year. I, I mostly want to keep Brett Rippon around just because I think he's eventually going to become a coach. And I just, you, you, you want him like to mm. basically go like the Kellen Moore yeah. route. Yeah. Um, just player coach you know player qb coach court eventual coordinator i yeah. think that's what his what his career has out for him really following the kellen moore path yep all the way boise, boise state, state. <laughs> i think he won more games at boise state than kellen oh. moore. no because kellen moore i think retired as the winningest college quarterback ever so that would make it tough yeah it would make it tough well brett could ha- yeah brett could have topped it though yeah but i don't i think it was uh, it he didn't i think those teams were better <laughs> the kellen moore teams. yeah they were yeah they were yeah uh, something you can do right now, speaking of college ball, you can bet $5 and win $200 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. $200 in free bets. All you have to do is place a $5 bet on any team to win in college football. And regardless of what happens, win or lose, you get $200 in your account in free bets. And you get them in eight $25 free bets, which makes it really fun to, to disperse the money to different places. And man, that's just going to make week one of college football, week one of the NFL season, so much fun. And if you do it right, if you do it next week, you can be betting later that day on college football. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $200 in your account over at DraftKings Sportsbook when you place a $5 bet on a college football team. Let's go DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Again, three problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. And if you don't have a bunch of time to take a bunch of pills and that sort of thing, but you want better gut health or you want more energy or Saturday you, night, baby. Yeah, oh, I got us time. Or if you want to optimize your immune system or, uh, if, if you want to be more adaptable, then get in with athletic greens because it will help you do all those things. It has 75 different vitamins. It has a bunch of minerals. You just take a little scoop out of the bag, shake it up in your water bottle. You take it out of what? <laughs> I, did, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. He heard it on himself. I did. Uh, I hate that I'm aware of that. Yeah, now. I wasn't going to say it until you just threw that smile on. <laughs> yeah. Um, you scoop it out of the bag. There we you have go. to say it like a sheep. And then you put it in the thing. You shake it up. You drink it. And it solves all your problems. Like I said, it's packed with good stuff. And if you sign up right now by going to athleticgreens.com slash broncos, You'll get five free travel packs and a year's supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, so do that. Do you think Athletic Greens could solve your uh, your car problem right now? You said it solves it all your problems, so like you having uh, 300 cups in your car. Do you think what, <laughs> like put in the gas tank? Yeah, that doesn't seem I, like it would help. I don't know. Maybe it'll give you the energy to like go out to your car mm. and clean it out. Ooh, The thing is, so again, like I have to park a couple blocks away from where I would live. I have to park a couple blocks away from the bar. There's no garbage near me. And so you wind up going to get coffee every day on the way to camp, and you just don't book out the time to be like, okay, time to drive over to... So a place has garbage. I don't even know where I go. So yeah. So well, nice today day. you parked pretty close to the dumpster. Mm-hmm. So hopefully when you leave here, you can. He's giving you some, some tips right now. I secretly. did. I'm going to go publicly. over to the dumpster. 
The dumpster. Okay, trip to the dumpster after this. All right, there, there we, we go. go. There we go. <laughs> uh, anyways. Speaking of trip to the dumpster, should we check our fantasy? Yes. This is, this is weird because usually we had to wait till Monday for this reveal because like, mm-hmm. we weren't doing post-game shows. That's how long right, ago that was. Right, right. So weird. Uh, so let's jump in right now. Henry, first, I guess, can we bring up the graphic, Allie? Mm-hmm. Do you have it handy of our teams? Okay. Uh, we'll bring up our teams and then we'll have Henry reveal the scores. The number one overall pick was Brandon Johnson. Brandon Hung Young Johnson. Yep. Mm. How did they do? One, one catch. 11 yards, though. Yes, one catch for 11 yards. That is two fantasy points, baby. 2.1. 2.1. We're getting into the decimals. Oh, okay. We got decimals okay. today. We got decimals today. Um, what were touchdowns worth for quarterbacks? Six. Six. Okay, love it. Love okay, it. Good. Love that it. was the one we, that came up. We had this argument last time. You yeah, were like, no, you, it's only four. And no, like, no, you were a four guy. No, there's I've no way. I've always been a six guy. <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> Maybe uh, I made it four because it like helped my team. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Typically, I'm a six guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, it should. Okay, we're close to having the graphic we up. Yeah, close. All I know is, here we go. That's fine. That's good. Whatever one is fine. All right, here we go. Here were the teams. Um, after our draft, I did take Hung Young Johnson number one overall. <laughs> uh, it was mostly just for the content. Thought maybe he might score a touchdown. Did not happen. <laughs> no, he did not. Uh, but I did get some late touchdowns. So oh, we'll see how I did no. here. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Albert. If I had to guess, Zach won. No, sorry. Henry won, me two, Zach three. Man, with that last minute touchdown, I think you're right. It didn't take the last minute touchdown. Um, oh, blowout. No. So in third place, we've got uh, Zach. Oh, no. 29 points. Second Yikes. place, RK, 41.8 points. Wow. 29 and a half of those in the second half. Let's go. Wow. Real I said it on Twitter. There, I said minor setback, yeah. major comeback. Yeah. yeah. I took Not first with 47.7. Damn. Yep. You know what? F you, Sean McDermott. He lied to me. He said a healthy <laughs> amount. I, One series, but yourself. came out healthy. You believe the, you oh, believe the coach in the preseason. You never, no, everything a coach says to you is a lie. It's true. Yep, he did lie to me. Zach um, had the uh, worst pick of the draft with Kendall Hinton. Four oh. targets, zero catches. Zero. Oh, he drew two yep, penalties, he did. though. Yeah. That should be worth like 15 points. <laughs> he did. Uh, Zach Moss. No, Duke Johnson was the high scorer. Wow. Those two touchdowns. I got him did with it. my last pick. Wow. 17 wow. and a half points. I had Zach Moss. He was second, 13. Um, OJ Howard and Eric Saubert both at 10. Yeah. Wait, who's your quarterback? Matt Barkley, 2.6. 2.6. So none so of who won? Case. Where do you think you won this? On wide receiver depth? Um. Yeah. I mean, Khalil Shakir had nine. Isaiah Hodgins had six. Jalen Virgil had six. Yep. So I was just very consistent throughout there. Yep. Man, what a terrible performance. So Hank, that means how did the how did the law firm of Johnson Johnson and Johnson how many points did they combine for? <laughs> so let's see. Johnson had two point seven. Johnson had seventeen point five, and Johnson had two point one. Oh, so wait, which four, Johnson so about twenty one? Duke. 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 Oh the two touchdowns. yeah. Ah, the Bills. Johnson. Yep. You hate to see that. He's a big Johnson. He, he is a was. big Johnson. He was the hung young. Um, Biggest Johnson today, that's for I sure. I don't think he's young anymore. No, I don't think so either. All right. 
that's sad. Um, but good job, Hank. You have a slight lead going into next week. You will set the draft order next Thursday. Yes. Shoot. Yeah. Is this a carryover too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're in oh, trouble. You got some no. work to do. Oh no. <laughs> it's aggregate. Not good. I've got three touchdowns on you right now. Oh man. And he's. You've got two. Yep. Yep. Didn't need Eric Salbert. Duke Johnson did all the work for I'll me. I'll sell my <laughs> points to you guys. So I, I will buy. Come to me. Yeah. What, what, we, should, we should have established know. what the champion got before or what yeah, last place happened. Uh, nothing, should've. nothing now. Nothing. Damn. I've seen some crazy things that people are making in their last place mm. uh, fantasy people do. Is the Waffle House one now like a very that's like low thing? That's like easy, wow. easy work. Do you, do, do you hear of the 12 hours or the 24 hours? Um. 24. 24. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Zach, Zach would go the full 24. <laughs> he would. He'd get through half a pancake and call it. He'd just be like, uh, you guys have like Wi-Fi? Really? <laughs> I have to work from here today. Oh, that would be miserable. I think I'd go 7 p.m. till... Uh, 7 p.m.? Minus an, hour, minus an hour cake, I though. I think it'd probably have to waffle. be like 10. See, I think I would want to get there at midnight. Uh, and just like hopefully they don't notice that I'm sleeping through half of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just eat enough pancakes to just send me into no, a yeah, food yeah, coma, yeah, fall yeah. asleep, sleep like six hours. Yeah. You could lock yourself in the back bathroom and be that guy sleeping Man, in there. It, thinking about being in one place for 24 hours really puts into perspective how much jail must suck. Oh, God. Wow. Yes, yeah, Jail would really suck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's all avoid jail. Shout out anyone listening in jail. Yes. Right? Uh, that's Shout a, out jail. I think that's possible. Yeah. yeah. It's possible. It? Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, Allie, do we have any super chats we need to hit? All right. And if you guys want to get in super chats, we probably have a little space for you Heck yeah. uh, here at the end of the mm. show to read your questions. So bring them in. We have got one here saying, got to sign Sue. Sue. Um, got to sign Sue. Okay. This is, the, this is what I mean. I've always been for signing Sue, but I, today didn't change that in, in any way. Like, he wouldn't have played even if he was on the team. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah. true. <laughs> However, Deshaun Williams was playing, and I thought he was going to be a good piece. Now, it doesn't mean that he was bad today. It's all on him because I'm sure if he was surrounded by better players, he probably would have looked a little bit better. And that's, that's my other big takeaway is like a lot of tweets. I know mo most of maybe all of them were sarcastic, but it's like, oh, the Broncos will be fine this year as long as they don't have any injuries. Right. And it's like, that's not exactly how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like... You know, Alex Singleton didn't have a good game, but if you put Alex Singleton behind the first team defense, all he has to do is just like go fly around and make tackles. We know he can do that. Right. Didn't look like it today, but we definitely know he can do that. He's proven it mm -hmm. with the ones at the NFL level. Um, and maybe Joe Schobert is the same. Maybe I'm being too hard on him. But if you, if yes, if you had to trot out that defense in a game, you're you're done. But yeah. if you have to put one of those players into a situation yeah. where you can almost scheme around them and just say, like, hey, do this one thing well and, you know, we'll take care of the rest. It's not that. It's not like that. It's not like all these guys are bad at football. Right. Exactly. So the starters would help all of these guys individually. Yes. Maybe I don't want to say outside of, but, I mean, the corner depth is something that does scare you a bit. Now, I do like what Damari Mathis has done in the past. Uh, but, man, you just wonder when Ojemudia is going to be bumped down. And Damari's actually mm -hmm. gonna take that backup corner job. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if Ojemudia was cut. Like that's how bad it's been lately. Or yeah. put on the trade market, tried to get a sixth or seventh back for him. Yeah. If, if they turn on to. that tape, 
It's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely tough. agree. It would just What you would be selling is a former third-round pick that has battled some injuries, and you hope a team can flip him. No more third-round corners. No, please, no. George Payton, learn. <laughs> he did this past year, though. He learned. Yes, right? yes, yeah. he did. First-round corner. Yeah. Good idea. Good. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm down for Indomkin, too, regardless of this game, kind of like you said. Right, and like I said, I don't, I, if he was here, he wouldn't have played. Nope, yep. nope, nope. Yes. Imagine he's the only starter playing. I, don't I also think saw he someone like, okay with that. I've been say, like, trade for Roquan, another player who, if he was there, would not have played. Nothing <laughs> yep. would have been different. Yep. Nope. <laughs> if you did get Sue, though, you'd be stacked. I mean, that we're talking like potentially best defensive line group in the NFL. Like, with, with him, the two Joneses, Joneses starting, then Purcell and Deshaun Williams off the bench. Uh, that's that's not not best unit in the NFL. You're feeling good yeah. about your team. You feel of like the confident. three, four groups. I, you're putting a lot of faith in Draymond Jones that I don't necessarily okay, have. That's fair. Um, I know DJ Jones is good at what he does, and he can be consistent in that way. Um, and I know that Ndamukong Sue would be the same way. Mm -hmm. But I don't even know if it would be top five, to be honest. Would the Broncos have a game wrecker? No. Among those three. That's the thing about the three four though, is that you typically don't. I guess you, you like there's Aaron Donald and a few of them, but there aren't yeah. that many. But then yeah, you still have Jones Deshaun is. Williams and Mike Purcell, who should be starters coming off the bench. Mike Purcell weeks ago we weren't even sure if he was gonna make the team. Which is crazy. Yeah. And After he, that I mean, he might have been able to just like get boosted up just by seeing what the what the other groups yeah. looked like out there it's just like ah we cut like remember mike purcell was part of the solution to the atrocious run defense the first four weeks of vick's first year you're right it was mike it was mike purcell and aj johnson who came in and it was like wow why didn't those guys play the first four yeah. weeks yep yeah 100 percent. and you wonder just how much maybe mike purcell benefited the most of anyone today from not playing yeah and I guess by not playing tells you what how they right. feel about it. Exactly. All right, next one up. We've got Seth here saying, um, a worker at Empower Field loved my DMVR list right shirt. Asked me where I got it. Of course I hooked him up to the DMVR locker. Civic duty done. Nice. Heck yes. yeah, I love it. There's Can a big sale going on too. I put it up there. Yes, there is a big sale going mm -hmm. on over on the DNVR uh, locker. Oh, great point. Summer sale up to 90% off some styles. Um, but everything's discounted in one way or another. So if you're looking to stock up, get over there. We're also, un they unfortunately won't be a part of this sale, but they wouldn't have been e even if we released them this week. Uh, we, we got some new Broncos stuff coming for the season. Oh, heck Ooh. yes, heck yes. And by the way, Seth Stewart, we absolutely loved uh, seeing you rock in the Let's Ride shirt at yep. Power Field. Was he serious when he didn't know who the weekend was? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think he did not know who the weekend <laughs> but was. But you played a Super Bowl halftime show. Well, that's true. That's a good point. You'd think that would do it. But if you're not into that music, isn't that and you're into football, isn't that when you leave and go to the bathroom, get a beer? Yeah. I, I've talked about this in Super Bowl week, but like I can't change my routine. So like I don't pay attention to the halftime show, I don't pay attention to the commercials. Oh. I can't I, I mm. I'm not physically capable of it. Like I'm <laughs> I'm wired a certain way. It's to not pay attention to the commercials and get something done during half today I took a shower during halftime. Wow, that is impressive. So then you knew about the weekend before the Super Bowl, or else you wouldn't have known about the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, my mic was lowered, so that's a fail on me. But 
I'm just going to read Seth's chat again. Worker at Empowerfield. Love my DMVR Let's Ride shirt. Asked me where I got it. And of course, I hooked him up to the DMVR locker. Civic duty done. There we go. For all the podcast yeah. listeners. Love. love it, Seth. Sorry about that. Okay. And then we've got another one here from... Da boy. Da boy. <laughs> Just to push Williams and Purcell to backups. What? He's resp- he was the to one who Sue. said the Sue. Oh. oh. So then you're cutting any? No. No. No, you're, you're cutting uh, Purcell. And you're saving money, especially uh, you're yeah. cutting Purcell if you're going to sign Sue for 10 mil. So then that dream's probably dead. Yeah. Yeah. It only cost you eight then. I mean, if you like Purcell enough to re- to not play yeah, him today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. He's good. He's good at what he does. He is good at what so he does. So then I guess what, what they're saying is they would cut Deshaun. I think we cut Purcell in our first 53. I think we did too. So there you go. There's one of the big uh, risers since the first week of camp. Yep, yep, yeah. I agree. Good for him. A, or you cut a Jim. A Jim. Did it again. Cut. You just cut some guy named Jim? Cut, yeah, cut, cut just find a gym and cut Jim. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he gym. would definitely be gone in this. Yeah. I mean, uh, you could keep both the rookies if you kept seven. All right. And all those guys. Yeah. That'd be seven. a lot, though. Yeah. But then, that is yeah. it. That's it? Anything else um, that you wanted to discuss from this game that we missed? Um, uh, Josh Allen signed russell wilson's jersey russell wilson signed well i guess his jersey gave it to josh allen vice versa uh on the jersey that josh signed to russ he hashtagged let's ride oh (laughs) that is dominating like it is it couldn't have worked out any better for russ no it is it's incredible and he does not care that it became a meme nope 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 because now the broncos are treating it as very serious in fact after they score a touchdown uh they have the broncos flags that go out it's b-r-o- and cos and then a before and after there's a let's ride flag that does that the let's ride i believe is on the big banners uh outside of empower field at mile high one says broncos country other one says they're giving away like the car stickers or whatever yep yep yep. let's ride exactly sponsored by jiffy lube are they paying him for this like (laughs) well and so that's the thing whether they're paying him or not Regardless, well, he's just getting free marketing from a $5 billion organization. Yeah. Actually, it might be the other way around because they definitely own the trademark on Broncos country. Yeah. Uh. Now, he, I'm sure he trademarked Let's Ride. Um, so maybe they're just collabing on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, benefits both. And now you just have all these other people just blowing it up for him. Unbelievable. It was cheesy as hell. I thought you were going to say um, Russell Wilson signed Josh Allen's jersey for him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. He's like, hey, jersey, jersey. And Russ is like, yeah, yeah. He takes his jersey, signs it, hands it back to him. <laughs> that would have been great. Now do you want a picture with me? Would yeah. you wearing it? <laughs> oh, so great. All right. Uh, we do have Cody here saying, tell RK to stop trying to mother Henry over his messy car. Yeah. Wow. Mother Hen. <laughs> there are a lot of Let's Ride trademarks. Really? Oh, but yeah. are they like the same or how are they different? Well, like there's the one with the three at the end. Oh, yeah. We have uh, that one. Oh, hell yeah. Do we? <laughs> wow. We put it on a shirt? Yeah. We absolutely did. Is it current owners? Yeah. Yep. That is us. That is us. That is our trademark. I found our trademark. Yes. I thought you were joking. Wow. Wow, That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, so let's ride just straight up the the typical way that is registered to Jefferson A. Bates, who lives in Washington. 
So that's gotta be Russ. That's gotta be Russ. Or unless a fan, right when Russ said it the first time, was like, I'm gonna make Russ suffer <laughs> by grabbing this. I mean, that's how, like, a little inside baseball, that's how we made the Let's Ride shirt and had it ready the day yeah. that Russell had his introductory press conference, because I heard him say it in that video, I know that he always has a tagline at the end of everything he says. <laughs> yep, I'm yep. like, oh, this is his new tagline. Let's make a shirt. Beautiful. And then so you got the three. That wasn't me. Okay. 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 <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, yeah, I love it. That same guy has Go Broncos, Let's Ride. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't have Broncos Country, Let's Ride, because Broncos you can't. Country is already owned. It's from the Broncos. Wow. Go Broncos, Let's Ride sounds dumb. There's also just like random let's rides like the Georgia Department of Transportation oh has theirs. God. And I guess there's no crossover. They're probably like, damn it. We had this idea first. <laughs> Star cycle franchise. Wow. Because I guess because you don't what they do oh, with them cycling. doesn't. Yeah. So like oh, they have the cycling sense. let's yeah. ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which It's a good time to have that. It is. The Let's Ride business is a booming. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, let's, is. let's uh, ride right out of here and into <laughs> our weekend. Appreciate you guys riding along with us <laughs> today. And, I mean, if you watched this, you're a true homie because yep. I'm sure a lot mm -hmm. of you turned the TV off and decided to go about your day. Uh, so we appreciate everyone who tuned in with us. Hit us with a thumbs up, even if you didn't feel that way about the game. Hopefully we, you felt that way about it. We did have our DMVR Nuggets crew joining us at the very beginning from some bar probably in Serbia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I hope they have better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us today. We will catch you guys on Monday on the DMVR Broncos podcast.
Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.